Welcome to the St. Michael Fall Podcast Series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is Gifted, Identifying, Developing, and Practicing the Gifts that God Has Given Us. May we offer our gifts joyfully for the sake of the Church and the world. The love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. A reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 16, verses 1 to 9. Now concerning the collection for the saints, you should follow the directions I gave to the churches of Galatia. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put aside and save whatever extra you earn so that collections need not be taken when I come. And when I arrive, I will send any whom you approve with letters to take your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable that I should go also, they will accompany me. I will visit you after passing through Macedonia, for I intend to pass through Macedonia, and perhaps I will stay with you or even spend the winter so that you may send me on my way wherever I go. I do not want to see you now just in passing, for I hope to spend some time with you if the Lord permits. But I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost, For a wide door for effective work has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Here ends the reading. After weeks of making our way through Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, we now come to its conclusion. As we've previously noted, Paul has been quite focused on particular issues present in this particular congregation. Most of his letter has been addressing these issues, calling the members of the church in Corinth to prioritize relationship with and service to one another over factions and disagreements. His teaching culminates with a soaring homage to Jesus' saving work. Death has been swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. But there is nothing more typical of Paul than to move abruptly from the loftiest realms of thought and theology to the practical administration of the everyday life of the congregation. There is no majestic thought too high for Paul to scale and no practical detail of administration too small for him to dissect. And so in this final chapter, Paul turns to what might be considered the more mundane topic of financial support. He instructs the congregation to set aside, on the first day of the week, a collection for the saints. When Paul arrives, he will arrange for the offering to be sent to Jerusalem. And so, as we are knee-deep in stewardship at St. Michael, today's reading seems to be an invitation into the topic. As we've talked about many times here at St. Michael, We don't give financially to the work of the church because the church needs our money, though it does. We give because we need to give sacrificially for our own spiritual health. As we've been talking about throughout this fall podcast season in our reflection on 1 Corinthians, there are the ways of the world and there are the ways of God, and seldom do these paths overlap. In our priorities, in our daily practices and routines, in the boundaries we place around our appetites and desires. In all of these, we reveal if we are moving toward God or away from God. 
If we are moving toward becoming the Christ-like person we are created to be, or if we are being consumed and subsumed by the agenda and values of the world. Our ability to give sacrificially, especially in a world that keeps track of success by how much money we have in the bank, helps us to keep a proper perspective. We are reminded of the fleetingness of our time in this life and the promise of our eternity. We are reminded that our security does not come from the world, but from our trusting relationship with God. And we are reminded that we are part of something much bigger than ourselves, that each of us has our role in God's ongoing redemption of the world. Robert Farrar Capon, in his book, The Parables of Grace, describes this in a wonderfully visual way. He says, I want you to hold out your right hand, palm up, and imagine someone is placing, one after another, all sorts of good gifts in it. Make the good things whatever you like. M&Ms, weekends in Acapulco, winning the lottery, anything. But now consider, there are two ways your hand can respond to those gifts. It can respond to them by trying to clutch, to hold on to the single gift that is in it in any given moment, thus closing itself off to other possible gifts. Or it can respond as a peaceful hand, in which case it will simply lie there perpetually open to all the gifts in the comings and goings of their dance. All that we have comes from God and is a gracious gift. When we are able to let the gifts that we have been given dance upon our open hand, we come to know freedom. We come to know freedom from our money and our stuff. We come to know freedom from a life focused on acquiring and protecting and controlling. We no longer look at life through the lens of insufficiency or lack but through the lens of abundance. It is a mysterious thing, but when we give sacrificially, it totally changes our relationship with our money and our stuff. We no longer feel the need to grasp. We find that peace that passes understanding in knowing that what we have is sufficient for our needs. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated to you. And then use us, we pray, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.